Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Ritz Report. I am Alex Ritz. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> welcome back to the show. I'm sorry I've been away. I had some personal items to deal with. I truly do apologize. Here in the new year, I will be with you Tuesdays and Thursdays. This one's a little late this week, and I apologize for that. But back on the schedule next week. It's just been a, uh, a good holiday season with the fam. Hope you had a good time with the family but let's get back to it here in 2022 happy new year everybody happy new year and we're still dealing with a lot of the same crap <laughs> that we've been dealing with for the last two years yes we are if you want to get in touch with me please send me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred to ritz at ritzreport.com ritz at ritzreport.com or check me on the socials at ritzreport on the gram or on Twitter. I'm also on uh, Getter. How you doing, Getter? Yeah, there we are. I'm on there too. Uh, so check me out on those platforms. What are we talking about today, folks? We're talking about flight delays, cancellations, hospitals working overtime, people getting fired, mass hysteria, the economy's in the toilet, our president's standing up here telling us how great it is. <laughs> the Supreme Court is evaluating the vaccine mandate through OSHA. What do we think is going to happen with that? We have in New York where I am. Dun, dun, dun. Don't come to New York, folks. Stay away. Stay away. Stay away. I live in Manhattan. I spend some time in Connecticut, and I am spending more time in Connecticut because I cannot take the idiocy that is happening in New York. Governor Kathy Hochul, who's not actually a governor, right? We had Cuomo, the Cuomo sexuals who all loved Cuomo so much. We had Cuomo, who had to step aside because he couldn't keep his hands to himself. And as a replacement, we got a dunce, a moron, an imbecile, somebody who stares into the camera with her vaxxed necklace on and talks about how the vaccine is a gift from God and how we all should, uh, she needs everybody who's vaxxed to be her apostles and go forth and convince those who are not vaccinated to do so. Because as she said, the vaccinated people are the smart ones. The rest of you, morons, morons, right? Come on, people, come on. So we have Kathy Hochul, so stay away from New York. In New York City, Eric Adams took over I'm sure everybody was uh, waiting with bated breath to know that Eric Adams took over as of the um, ball dropping on New Year's Eve. And uh, in the <clears throat> six or seven days since he's been in office, uh, any hope that I had for him is quickly vanishing. <laughs> he is uh, looking to me, and this is, this is a short, uh, sort of a short-term evaluation. He's looking to me like a completely empty suit. He's looking to me like somebody who stands up there and mouths all the words. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, no, he's not going to do anything any different than the Bellasio did. Uh, the one thing I will say is that right now he's under a lot of pressure from the teachers unions here in New York City to close the schools, and he hasn't done that yet. He hasn't done that yet. He's still holding firm on that one. But what I will say is that I see him. He is sort of the man about town, which de Blasio was not. De Blasio did not go about town. He did not go to baseball games. He did not go to parades. You didn't see him around a lot. And when he did show up, he looked tired, and he was probably stoned. Because most of the time he didn't show up till work until before COVID, he didn't come to work until almost noon. He would stay a couple of hours and then leave. Um, so in terms of just the level of effort so far that Adams is putting forward, he gets an A plus. He gets an A plus. So Adams comes into office and he continues the vax mandates. He continues the key to New York City where anybody to go to a restaurant has to be vaccinated. 
he's upholding the rule where uh, I think it's children now over the age of five in order to sit down and have a meal with their family have to be vaccinated. And then he goes around to the businesses and restaurants and says, please have your people come back to work. Please, please. We need them to come back to work. We need the money. The city needs the revenue. And I say, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, a lot of the tourism that comes to New York City comes from outside of the United States. There are many countries around the world, especially in Europe, where they don't even have vaccines approved for people under the age of 12. New York City requires them for people over the age of five. So what tourists do you think are going to come to New York? Who do you think wants to be questioned for their paper? I had this discussion with my son yesterday. We're Americans, right? We don't show our papers. It's not in our DNA to show our papers. We don't want to show our papers. I have an apartment in New York City. I'm not staying there because I'm not going to show my papers. I'm not going to be hassled. I'm not going to be bothered by idiot Karens on the street when you don't wear a mask. I'm not putting up with it. And if the New York City mayor honestly believes that he is going to get the city to come back to life, that he's going to get all those employees that work in all those high rises in Midtown, every, everybody downtown, and all of those $20 lunch spots where everybody runs down to get that $20 salad and uh, the street vendors for food, if he thinks that any of those people or many of them are coming back, he's out of his mind. There is no sense of normalcy. There is no feeling of New York is back. There's none of that. It feels as though it's a police state. You go anywhere, you have to show your papers. You walk into a place, you have to wear a mask. We're two years into this. We know masking doesn't work. You still have people talking about washing their hands. I've said this before. It is as if these people are learning disabled. They are unable to look at the last two years Take the data for what it's worth and adjust. So, Mr. Mayor, New York City's not coming back under your watch unless you grow a set and change the rules that are in place because it just isn't going to happen. You have people from the outer boroughs, Queens, Staten Island, and the Bronx, who are coming into Manhattan with their kids over the weekend to have lunch who don't even know. These are Manhattan these are uh, New, York, New York City residents. They live in one of the five boroughs outside of Manhattan. They would go to Manhattan on the weekends with their kids and then realize that they couldn't get any food. It's unbelievable. The idiocy. And now we have a new DA in Manhattan who has decided that armed robbery is no longer a felony. So crime is already up. The criminals are already, already feeling empowered because they can pretty much do what they want to do. And now we have a DA who says, you know what? I am going to decriminalize crime, more of the crimes. It's unbelievable. It really is. So it's as if Eric Adams comes in. One of the first things he says he's going to do, which is actually a positive, is reinstate the plain closed section of the police department. It was a very effective section of the police department through the whole BLM and defund the police nonsense that de Blasio didn't have the balls to stand up to. They cut the entire thing. So they got rid of all the plain clothes police, which was a really effective part of the NYPD. It took a lot of bad guys off the streets. It took a lot of guns off the streets. He completely got rid of it. Now they're, he, Adams wants to bring it back. And as soon as he says he's bringing it back, the new DA comes in and says, we're not going to prosecute those crimes. Well, what message does that send 
to the NYPD officer on the beat where he sees crimes in progress? Should I, A, arrest these people, risk my own life? There's going to be people around with video cameras that are going to film it. And oftentimes, if there's resistance to the arrest, any resistance filmed, when you cut it or look at it, it's going to be ugly. There's no two ways about it. When somebody resists arrest and they get into a fight, it's ugly. So that officer is going to do that knowing that the new DA is just going to say, you know what, we're going to let him go. Before Mr. and Mrs. Police Officer, you even finish the paperwork, that person who committed that crime is going to be back out on the street. It's craziness. Craziness. I have begun looking at real estate in Florida. (laughs) I can no longer take New York. I can no longer take the things that are going on here. It is out of control. Out of control. Um, Flight delays. Everybody probably noticed over the uh, holidays. There were crazy, crazy flight delays, cancellations. Uh, Hospitals um, are, are working overtime because they fired half their staff. Hospitals now around the country are actually allowing COVID positive patients to come in. I'm sorry, COVID positive staff, not patients, COVID positive staff to come in and backfill for the unvaccinated people that they fired. Please, somebody write to me, somebody out there on the lib side of the aisle, write to me and tell me how that makes any sense. Somebody just please do that, and I will gladly accept it and read it on the air. The economy is in the toilet. We all knew that heading into the uh, holidays, and we tried to put it aside, but the economy is in the toilet, and uh, today on CNBC, when the job numbers came out, we missed the job numbers last month by about 50%. I think we had 199,000. They were expecting something like 204,000 or something like that, so again, a huge miss, huge miss, and... um, CNBC this morning was reading the information live on air, and let's hear what that sounded like. Steve, what's the number? 199,000, another big miss here. Uh, November revised up to just 249 from 210,000. Private sector jobs were 211, so it looks like we might have lost some government jobs there. So you can hear on CNBC, they're very displeased with the job numbers, right? Big miss. Month after month, we continually miss the number, and it's not a surprise, right? I mean, we have essentially an eggplant in the, in the White House, right? He's got the IQ of an eggplant, if, if, if nothing else. The, the guy's a moron. Just a dope, a dunce. Uh, I mean, maybe he and Kathy Hochul can, can vie for who's dumber, but uh, they certainly both fit under the um, the uh, little jingle that I have for Biden. Hero of the stupid. <laughs> so Biden and Hochul can fight over that one. Uh, but then after CNBC comes out and says, oh man, big miss. This is, a, this is horrible. This is like months in a row that we're missing our job numbers. Biden, somebody like pushes him out in front of a monitor when he's got applesauce dripping down his chin. And he says this. But this morning, I want to talk about... Uh, uh, I think it's a historic day for our economic recovery. Historic day. Big day for the economic recovery. (laughs) Big day, folks. Big day. We're missing the numbers left and right. The economy sucks. Gas prices are through the roof. Food is through the roof. But big day. Big day. Don't you worry. Things Things are great. Uncle Joe, he's in charge. He's got everything under control. The uh, Supreme Court is hearing arguments over the vaccine mandate that this 
lawless administration has tried to uh, push via OSHA. Um, it's interesting looking at it. So there's essentially two parts to this, right? They're going to look at the initial, they're going to initially evaluate what they're trying to do via this regulation. And the question is whether they will implement a stay in the short term, which means that essentially they freeze the law, nothing happens with it. And then in June, they will actually have the uh, ruling, the, uh, the, the final ruling on it. So the big question is between now and June, if they don't implement the stay, obviously a lot of things can go wrong, right? A lot of things can happen between now and June, especially considering the fact of what's going on with these vaccines on the open VAERS uh, system where they report on the VAERS numbers. We're up to 21,000 dead, folks. 21,000 dead from the vaccines. Over a million injuries. This is, uh, this is some, pre- some pretty serious numbers. And now people are starting to notice. I, I saw an uh, article today in the Epic Times. People are starting to notice, oh, wait, there's a study that came out that said that these shots are affecting women's menstrual cycles. Really? I, like I, I have known that for 14 months and now, now, now you're starting to see it in the, in, in the news we're, we're, uh, and now Joe Rogan has on, um, Dr. Peter McCullough and he has on Dr. Robert Malone, all of the information that they share with Joe has been common knowledge for 14 months, 14 months. People really need to start doing their own legwork in terms of informing themselves because the, the, the mainstream media is not doing it. I mean, they're, they're, they're not doing any of it. People don't know anything. And that was reflected today in the uh, arguments or the, uh, the discussions they had at the Supreme Court. You listen to some of the justices, it is unbelievable that their level of knowledge of COVID is, is close to zero. I have one soundbite here from uh, uh, Sonia Sotomayor one of the justices on the Supreme Court. And it's just, it, it's just, I mean, it's just flat out idiocy. Let's listen. Um, we have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people is severely ill on ventilators. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before in, in serious condition and uh, many on ventilators. Um, so saying it's a different variant just underscores the fact that without without um i mean she's a moron right like this is one of the nine people in black robes that is in the supreme court i mean it's unbelievable like in the supreme court making laws for the entire nation and she has this job for her whole life for her whole life a hundred thousand children on ventilators what is she talking about what is she talking about I don't know that there's a hundred kids in the hospital with COVID. A hundred thousand kids in the hospital on ventilators? And th- this, this is supposed to be the pinnacle of our legal system? The, the, these are the, supposed to be the best of the best of the best? This? It's flat out embarrassing. It's, it's as embarrassing as Joe Biden... Being the president. It's as embarrassing as Kathy Hochul being the governor of New York. It's as embarrassing as Eric Adams. It's as embarrassing as Gavin Newsom, Lori Lightfoot, 
Go across the country. Pick your blue city. Pick your blue quote-unquote leader. They're all just an embarrassment. It's unbelievable. Things that are just simple, common sense, they don't know anything. This woman is going to be ruling on what's going on with this vaccine mandate via OSHA, and she doesn't know even the basics. Even the basics. I mean, she flat out comes out to the American people and propagates a lie. Right? It's all over social media. Where is Twitter? Right? This is misinformation. This is flat-out misinformation. Shouldn't she be banned? Shouldn't she be blocked? It's unbelievable. And this, I swear to God, Obama put people in place and he selected people based on their level of stupidity just to create mayhem, just to create havoc. Joe Biden's one of them. Sotomayor's one of them. It's unbelievable. Uh, Alex Berenson talking about the OSHA mandate today on uh, his Substack. Uh, he wrote at about 1.30 this afternoon, sounds like the New York Times is telling its readers that the Biden OSHA vaccine mandate is going down. He writes, I know the liberal ju- judges still seem to have no idea that the vaccines don't end infection or transmission, but they aren't the majority. Here's the current New York Times article about today's Supreme Court hearings on the mandates. It shows the conservative justices, <coughs> conservative justices, uh, importantly, Chief Justice Roberts, uh, I'd consider him a conservative, have serious questions about the most important mandate, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration rule that covers work at big companies. Uh, the Supreme Court conservative majority, this is from the Times now, uh, seems skeptical on Friday that the Biden administration has the legal power to mandate that the nation's largest employers require workers to be vaccinated against the coronavirus or undergo frequent testing. A federal workplace safety law, they indicated during the two-hour argument, did not provide legal authority for the sweeping emergency measure. Chief Justice John Roberts and Neil Gorsuch said the states and Congress, rather than the federal agency, were better situated to deal with the pandemic. Okay, none of these, none of these places, federal, state, local, there's nothing they can do about the pandemic, right? Like Alex Berenson says all the time, virus gonna virus. It's gonna do what it's gonna do. Put on your mask, wash your hands, stand on one foot. Itch your nose, scratch your butt. It's not going to matter. The virus is going to do what the virus is going to do. It's going to burn through the population. It's going to burn itself out. It's going to be with us for a long time, probably forever. People are finally beginning to figure this out. But I'm hopeful that they put the stay in place to like prevent anything from going on between now and and June, when they make their final deliberations, but when you listen to people like Sotomayor, who literally, obviously don't know anything about anything relating to the virus, relating to uh, the vaccines, relating to anything that has happened over the last two years, it makes it very worrisome that these people are going to make decisions that are going to impact all of our lives, and they don't know what they're talking about. Baronson continues here. He says, the OSHA mandate is clearly at greatest risks risk. And it's the biggest reach both legally and medicinally. The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services mandate on healthcare workers at least fits with what CMS does. And trying to protect patients from a communicable disease is a worthy goal. Too bad the COVID vaccines don't stop infection or transmission. I I suspect that the OSHA mandate is going down. 
What happens to healthcare workers may depend on whether Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh know the science well enough to understand how useless the vaccines have become. If not, they may just decide to split the difference and allow the CMS mandate to move forward. That would be a seeming, seemingly reasonable decision, and Roberts likes to seem to be reasonable because, you see, even people on the Supreme Court want to be liked. Even people on the Supreme Court want to be liked. And this is, just as a sort of a side note, if we, we're, I know we're talking about the court, but if we think about the Senate for a second, where you think about Kirsten Cinema, where nobody seems to talk about what she's doing, right? Even though she doesn't support Build Back Better and things like that. And part of the reason is, and part of the reason they don't talk about her, is because she literally doesn't care about being friends with anybody in that town. She goes back to Arizona. She teaches at college. She does her own thing. She does not care, right? Part of the part of the uh, equation that people on the left and in the media use is that they want to make people feel part of the crowd, accepted. Oh, they give them a good pat on the head. Oh, you're part of the team. You're helping us out, and people want to feel accepted, right? Nobody wants to be hated. Nobody wants to think that everybody around them can't stand them. I mean, who, who wants to feel that way? No one. Um, so I think that's why they focus more on Manchin because he seems to care what everybody thinks about him. So they focus on him, same as they do with John Roberts. Uh, Citigroup, not to be outdone by the Supreme Court, uh, they said, you know what? We know the Supreme Court is hearing this whole OSHA thing. Yeah, that, and that's cool. But Citigroup is, says that um, they're going to fire... <laughs> they're going to fire any employee who doesn't get the, va- the, the vaccine. Any employee with no vax, fired. Citigroup has informed, this is from the New York Post, Citigroup has informed employees that they will be fired if they do not comply with a company-wide vaccine requirement by January 14th, the Post has learned, with a bank establishing the most stringent vaccination policy to date for a major financial company. Interestingly enough, um, if you haven't checked out Alex Berenson's Substack, I would suggest that you do. Uh, he has a piece on there talking about uh, vaccine efficacy actually going negative, meaning that in some places it appears that you are more likely to become infected the more vaccinated you are. So Citigroup apparently, whether they read it or didn't read it, uh, it didn't matter in, in, in their decision to say, you know what, either you get a shot or you're fired. Get a shot or you're fired. So I recommend you go read his piece on Substack. And then um, Dr. Robert Malone had a disturbing piece because there was a there was a CEO of an insurance company in Indiana who came out last week, I believe, or earlier this week, and said that all cores mortality is up 40% between the ages of 18 and 56. 40%. And he said to put that into some perspective, when they have... Um, like catastrophic storms or acts of God that destroy, you know, swaths of, of society. He said, maybe in, in, in those times, you'll see all cars mortality go up 10%. He's showing it up 40% in his business, four zero. And it's not related to COVID. So why are those people dying? Why is it up so high? But again, Citigroup has decided, you know what, we're not waiting on we are not waiting on to see what the uh, Supreme Court does. We're just going to implement this rule and have at it. Also, on, on the Substack, Robert Malone has a piece talking about what if this is a human experiment? 
the scope of which we have never seen that it goes horribly wrong. And that's a, that's sort of a terrifying thing to think about, but, um, I think it needs to be thought about. I certainly do think it needs to be thought about. 14-day rolling averages on the New York Times for COVID cases. Uh, it's been up like a rocket ship. <laughs> I mean, like off the charts. For the longest time there, it was sort of, it was not insane. But like if I go to the New York Times right now and I take a look, 14-day <clears throat> rolling average today up 227% for cases. But what's good is that New deaths are only up 2%, and they've actually been negative for the past few days. So this is the first day that they're actually ticked up to the positive side. But yesterday, I think it was like cases were up 247. Now they're 227. So I suspect what we're going to see here is what they saw in South Africa, uh, where it goes straight up, and then it comes straight down. Uh, Before we get out of here, uh, let's do the woke word of the day. Ah. Hi, I'm your uh, resident beta male here at the Ritz Report, and it's time for the woke word of the day. Ah, okay, here we go. And the woke word of the day is cisgender. Ah, cisgender. And the definition of cisgender is an unenlightened normie who identifies with their biological sex. (laughs) Ah... And that's your woke word of the day. That's the woke word of the day, folks. Thanks. Thanks. I'm your beta male. I'll be back next time. (laughs) Ta-ta. One other thing before we uh, hear a little, um, hear a soundbite from our uh, fearless leader. Hero of the stupid. (laughs) Before we get on to the hero of the stupid, I I was, I I don't, I don't, I don't know what website linked me over to this, but, um. I found a website that's actually pretty disgusting. And this is where people talk about, you know, in the past, speaking specifically as somebody from New York, in the past, like when we had 9-11 and other events, when the uh, stock market crashed, all of these things, right? Everybody pulled together, right? We sort of worked together to, to bring the city back. And you could sort of feel the energy when you were here. You knew that everybody was fighting for the city to be successful, and you knew that... We were all on the same team. And with COVID, we don't have that at all. In fact, we have the exact opposite of that, where people are othering each other. There are the unvaccinated. There are the vaccinated. There are the boosted. There are the unboosted. There are those that choose to wear masks. There are those that don't wear masks. There are those that are so psychologically damaged that they are afraid to see people without their faces covered. But I guess the thing that bothers me the most is that for the city to come back, for society as a general, in general, to come back, especially the United States, like we need to be working together. Shouldn't the common goal be that we all want to get out of COVID, that we want this to be over, that we want to get back to our lives where our children are not being subject to masks to sitting outside on buckets to eat lunch, to sitting at lunch not being able to speak to one another because somehow everybody around you is a vector for disease. I feel like we've so lost sight of getting back to what it was before this whole thing started. 
where everybody is just trying. And listen, I, I understand that there are some people that hate the country, but you know, they're always going to be there. They've always been there and they're a small percentage of the population. But for the rest of us, shouldn't the goal be not only to make where we live better, our own personal situation better for our family, for our community, for our town, for our city and our state, but for the whole U.S., for the whole United States. And I feel like we don't, that, that common thread holding all of us together, I feel like it's not there right now. And this website that I found, it's called sorryantivaxer.com. This is essentially a, a website that, that celebrates the death of people who didn't get vac- vaccinated and they got COVID. There are, there are a lot of people who can't get vaccinated because of health-related issues. I understand that there's a lot of people on the left who don't believe in God who don't believe in religion, organized religion of any kind. But there are a lot of people who don't want to get the shot because of what they believe in. And I understand that people who aren't religious may not get that. But I'm sure that those people have things that they strongly believe in as well. And just asking everyone everyone to put aside what they believe in, maybe what they were raised on, maybe what generations of their families have done, but to put up a website, sorryantivaxer.com, to essentially celebrate the fact that these people have died and to make fun of them. Uh, I found this article about it. It says, a disgusting website called sorryantivaxer.com self-identifies as a platform that's educational, <laughs> but in reality serves as a means to disparage and mock the recently deceased who are labeled as anti-vaxxers. And then some of the comments that people are posting about these folks that have died. One of them says, your man, she didn't miss a meal. At least we knew she didn't die of starvation. Another one says, Jackie knows damn well her three-neck having ass couldn't breathe before COVID. She should have been first in line. Another person wrote, I bet she had a big carbon footprint. Just saying. It's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, when I I talk about the fact that the feeling of people coming together to try to get out of this this mess that we're in, I just don't feel that people are on the same page. And I feel as though you're going to have a lot of politicians that are going to take advantage of that. And you have politicians... Like the, the, the old saying, right? The more the plans fail, the more the planners plan. If anybody can't see at this point what has gone over on in the last two years, listen, in year one, nobody knew what was going on, right? We were all, everybody was like trying to figure it out on the fly. Then we got the vaccines and we're two years in. We've had the vaccines for over a year. And we have more people dying now than we did before. People have three shots, four shots, and they're still getting sick. At some point, you have to stop. And everybody who's getting all of these shots has to stop and say, what exactly is going on here? Every other vaccine that I have gotten hasn't required that I get a new one every couple of months. And we need to come together. And I I don't know how to do this. I mean, I, I don't. 
All I know is that what I see in New York is nothing like anything I've ever seen anytime the city was down and out in the past. And it's disheartening, and I hope we can get out of it. But I'm going to get out of here. But before we do... Hero of the Stupid. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. <laughs> we can provide paid sick leave for all workers, so workers don't have to leave work to, uh, to get uh, uh, to be fired in order, uh, when they get sick, to be able to continue <laughs> to live. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak. This is great. It's taken more than 100 years. President of the United States, everybody. The lives, it's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. Think we about choose it. truth over facts. <laughs> and that's it, folks. <laughs> that's it. We're out of here. Thank you for joining me on the Ritz Report. It's good to be back. Happy New Year. I hope you'll join me every Tuesday and Thursday into the coming year as we... Uh, celebrate, you know, truth, justice in the American way, because that's what we're here to do. Uh, check me out on the socials, at Ritz Report, on the gram, Twitter, and Getter. And I heard Trump's going to launch his new thing soon. So we'll have to be on there as well. Also, send me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred to Ritz at RitzReport.com. Ritz at RitzReport.com. If you like what you hear, please give me a review on the iTunes Store or wherever you get your podcasts. And, and... Until next time, uh, let's go, Brandon. Yeah.